0: Welcome, everybody, to episode 11 of Unspoken Rules. Uh, we are now in 2020. It's been a hot minute. Uh, so really? happy New Year. Happy Lunar New Year to those uh, who Go ahead, Thank you, sir. our beggy Hey. Uh, that means But yeah, in w- Korean. <laughs> but we're finally <laughs> back. It's, it's been a hot minute. Uh, it's There's been a lot of you know things that have happened in the last few months since we've been together. Uh, but again, I am uh, your temporary host for the time being. Um Andrew, the Oakland native. And of course, I have with me my lovely co hosts and, and family here. Uh, to my right is Aldo from the 650. Officially, right? Because you're back there. I'm
1: back. Yeah. So for I those. no longer work in Oakland. It, it was a good run, but I yeah. retreated back to to <laughs> my <laughs> to the comfort ca- zone. To <laughs> 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 But yes, it's I, I also have coronavirus or something. So I, excuse me if I cough and sneeze or whatever. Oh but uh, it's good to see y'all. We anyway. might not
2: make it to the next podcast. <laughs> and
0: and we also have uh slow mo from the O.
3: And this is Jerry in the city. Rome in Oakland. Rome in your hearts,
0: apparently. And Jerome in your hearts. Yeah. Um so, so shout out have, to alan by the way yeah, shout out to alan we actually uh you know we, we've been in touch with him since he's been in mexico and he's having a, a blast as, as always and texting us pretty frequently so Miss you, uh, bro. alan uh i'm sure you're hopefully listening uh love you uh hope to have you back and then in, in 2020 some point to get back on this podcast but until then um we have a lot to talk about it's it's uh, we have a, a list of things that we kind of touched on before we even started recording but um it, it's been a minute since we we've met and talked and since then a lot of Pretty big sports topics have uh, occurred. Um, some good, some not so good. That's right. Um, but before we even get to the nitty gritty, um, as we always do, we we start off with a warm up topic that there there's some you know some correlation to our unspoken rule later on. But just to warm up our thoughts, um, we're gonna start off with a couple this time since it's been a while of warm up topics. And the first one for the group here is, what is the most
3: clutch sports moment
0: you've ever witnessed? Witnessed, not heard of, but actually seen in person or in TV. What, what's the most clutch sports moment?
3: For me, it, it's obviously both are Laker-driven. Uh, uh, the one that really stands out to me, that really excited me, was um, it was actually so Tim Duncan, some time left, hits this like crazy bank shot fadeaway over Shaq. point four left. Pass the ball in to Derek Fisher Mm. turnaround point four yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, mind you we lost the championship that year but i remember just being so excited as a kid Mm -hmm. running up and down the stairs of my my parents house the second one is like not even championship related either it's kobe related when he lost the mvp to uh steve nash and he Mm. i think lamar odom stole the ball dished it off to him he dunked over steve nash and to me that was like what, was, wasn't that a, a a charge though? Wasn't that called a charge? It was not a charge, bro. They but wasn't it, it called? I remember no, this. No, wasn't bro, it called bro.
0: a charge? Don't it, even call it no, It wasn't call it, called. I'm just saying. Block, <laughs> I remember that moment. I, I, I remember <laughs> that <laughs> moment. <laughs> I remember that moment very clearly. <laughs> we ain't even two minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> good,
2: good to be back, man. Good to <laughs> have us <laughs> back, yo. 2020, same shit. Hey, uh, <laughs> that's
0: me. I, I'll jump in next. um I, I have two as well. So, and and. You know, usually being the Oakland guy, I, I would probably tie it into like an A's thinger, but A's haven't had any memorable moments for me to be honest with you. Um, and you would think it's the Warriors, but it's not. my My first big moment was um, LeBron's block on was it Iggy?
3: Yeah, it was Iggy, right? Yeah, and even and, like the audio of that.
0: Yeah, and 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 that tied into the Kyrie uh, kind of step back on Steph. So that was like a series of moments where I thought it was really clutch, and unfortunately, it it, it affected the Warriors, but. LeBron's block was, you know, it, it was iconic. And then Kyrie's subsequent step back on Steph that iced the game was, was big. My second uh, iconic moment or clutch moment was uh, a Kobe moment. Ooh. Was the um, Af- It was against the Suns, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> it was on an inbound pass. I think the game was tied. Um, I love this one. Uh, this is, essentially, this is the one where Kobe pulls pulls his jersey to the side and, and you know, starts screaming at the crowd. But he uh, – Caught the ball at free throw line. I think took a one dribble and pulled up and hit the game winner. Then he runs to the to the, to the announcer table and pulls his jersey to the side and you know starts screaming. That's for me. I was I was actually a Steve Nash fan at that time, so mm-hmm. that moment kind of like hurt me when when I saw that happen. Explains but a lot. It, <laughs> but for me that that Kobe moment will stick in my
1: mind forever because that was a great moment for me. Nice, <clears throat> nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first the clutch most clutch moment that i that first came to my mind lots of them uh was is was baron davis dunking over Ooh. karen lanko because i was there in person <laughs> oh were you i was there oh, and wow. i will never forget that just the, the whole like the hype the energy oh i felt God. like in everyone was because like mind you we had been going to games when the warriors were shit yeah and we were we were, just happened to be going to a lot of the games and we were going to all the playoff games and when they beat um, Dallas was that game six, I think that dunk on Karolanko. I, I want to say no, no.
0: Uh, I think I was game. I think I was game. like Game four was it game. Okay. Game? Well, they ended up winning the. S- them, right? No, no, no. I thought it was game. I thought it was like, we ended up losing the uh, series. We lost the series in, six games, a series. in mm-hmm. six
2: games, but I think it was like uh probably game four, or game five.
1: That dunk, yeah,
0: right? Yeah. For some reason, I think it was game one, but, man, I'm tripping. Because, I, I mean,
2: it was a, if, if it was that Oracle, it must have been a game three or four because we were probably, probably the uh, uh, lower seed.
1: Right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, but for me, it was just, like, a pivotal moment just, like, because I hadn't been in anything like that for the Warriors mm. ever. Like, yeah. You know, oh, so that wow. was pretty that was pretty clutch.
2: Yeah. Um, I was going to say that Kyrie shot against Steph in the, the finals, um, that one sucked. I think in terms of like clutch moments for a team that I'm a fan of is the twenty twelve Oakland A's run mm. when they won the West on the last day of the season. Mm. Um, I mean they had played the whole season kind of shitty. They were like wild underdogs, like lowest salary uh, in the in the MLB. Still and then are. they Yes yeah, <laughs> essentially. The same old stuff. And I was just looking it up, like I think they had they were five games back of the AL West with Oof, nine games left. And then they actually beat the Texas Rangers on the last game of the season. And uh, it was hilarious because everyone had the Rangers as going to the World Series. They end up losing in the wild card, yeah. wild card game, and of course the A's don't even make it up the fucking divisional.
1: What, what, what? <laughs>
0: what else is new? Because uh, we, we we can talk about that a little later too about just you know our, our unspoken rule. But um, with that in mind, our next warm up topic we have two because there are two main unspoken rules that kind of topics that we want to tie together um, later on. But our second warm up topic is a scenario as you hear rome pouring some some uh adult beverages into a cup um, capri sun <laughs> it's a diet. It's our, diet. our second warm-up topic it's a Keep scenario it. okay um imagine you're in your 50s or 60s we are not there yet but we will be someday um god willing knock on wood um and you're you're with your wife your partner whoever it is and uh, you are barbecuing in the backyard. We're definitely in Oakland
1: right now. <laughs> <laughs> the Oakland sirens.
0: As, as you hear in the background. Uh, so so you and your you and your partner are in the backyard cooking, barbecuing, and you hear the, uh, a truck pulling up to the to the neighbor's house next to you, and you realize that you have a new neighbor moving in, and it's an athlete. So yeah. with that in mind, which athlete would you want uh, to move next to you as a neighbor, or would you not want to move next to you as a neighbor?
3: I got, I got one that I want, and I think it's because – like their family parties would be so lit, and they're so friendly. They'd probably invite me over too. Uh, Steph Curry, and the mm. Curry family. Mm. I, w- I would love to live next to him, and you know, his wife historically is known as good for uh, great yeah. at cooking food. Yeah. So you know that the, the catering's gonna be great there. Yeah. and they just have good vibes. I like their vibes. Yeah.
0: Okay, and bear in mind you can choose one, or you can pick. You know, something you want to, you don't want to. You can do both. It's up to you. I, I would say. Personally, that might be really easy to, to, to pick this, but who I don't want next to me, I hate to say it, is like Dennis Rodman or Ron Artest. M- maybe because of the outbursts I've seen, on, like on 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 the TV and games, and maybe even like out away from games. But I I just I just feel like I, I with Dennis Rodman, he seems like a guy who, till this day, probably still parties pretty well yeah <laughs> um and as north korea <laughs> <laughs> mm. as someone who would like to have some decent sleep when i'm close to retirement and actually enjoy my time off i, I don't think i want to be up in the middle of the night calling the cops on dennis rodman telling them hey man can you turn the volume down because me and my wife are trying to have have a have a decent night's rest before we wake up the next day so uh, those are the two i don't want next to me now wait, wait wife is there something you want to Figur- Figuratively speaking, fellas, I think I already <laughs> just said that. And, like,
3: that earlier. <laughs> actually, but, you know, like, Loki, I think you would get along with Metal World Peace. Maybe. Yeah, I think so, maybe,
0: maybe I'm judging him way too harshly based upon the fact that, you know, his image has always been kind of not not painted, you know, great on on the, by media. But um, someone who I want next to me... Hmm. I, I'll tie it back into this. I would actually say Marshawn Lynch because mm. he seems like... At, at the core of his being He's just a wholesome good dude Who cares about his community And if he's living next to me That means he cares about the community He's living in the blocks He's living on mm, So so I would yeah. say Marshawn Because like He would look after the community The kids who are growing up there The families that are growing up there So uh, be, Being the person That he's always been Like bear in mind I ran track with him In high school And and not to say that Running track You know Against him in high school Is some sort of like uh, A way for me to You know Dig into his, his, his heart as, as a person But I would argue that based on what I've seen of him in high school and, and where he is now, like he's the same person. Protect right?
3: chicken. Mm-hmm. 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 Protect your mentals.
0: Yeah. Um, but but he's the guy who's always been about community, been about his town, and someone who always cares enough to make sure that his, people around him are doing well. So if he's living next to me, he's going to make sure that the people around him are doing well. So I would say Marshawn.
1: It'd be hella funny. He moves in next to you, and he's got like hella chickens in his backyard. He literally takes care chickens. He literally has chickens. It's like literally petting <laughs> one. Like, hey, yeah. you gotta protect your chickens. man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like three a.m. and they're cuckooing. <laughs> he's
3: he's the, the new school Mike Tyson, or, or Mike <laughs> like Tyson has pigeons. like a, like a, a pigeon, pigeon coop. Yeah.
0: yeah, what y'all got?
1: Those are good ones. Um, who uh, Rome stole mine with curry, but that one was too easy, so I was probably gonna pick someone else anyways. I would say who I want to live next to me. It's kind of easy as well, but I would say LeBron James because we're the yeah. same age. He does seem like at the end of the day, like pretty, pretty humble, dude, yeah. a smart guy. Um, he's a family man. And hopefully I'd be able to get invited to a taco. <laughs> <too. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be like, yo, those aren't real tacos, bro. <laughs> and then get, sure kicked, get kicked out and never get invited again. He's going to make you cook them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. If he if he
2: pays, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he pays well. You live in his hood, you don't gotta make more money.
1: <laughs> and then I, I couldn't really think of anybody who I wouldn't want to live next. To, him to pick or,
2: a, You
0: don't have to pick a uh, person you don't want to. Just
1: yeah, I'll plead the fifth on that one. All right,
2: man. Uh, uh, I I've been thinking hard about this one. I don't know who the hell I want to live because I don't think I know any athlete well enough. I I want Jeremy Lin to pull up into the neighborhood. <laughs> Nice. Like, <laughs> uh, you know what I just Jeremy Lin seems like a hella relatable ass dude like you know it's kind of fucked up for me to say but maybe it's because he's Asian I feel like I can relate to him <laughs> yeah, okay. more like he just seems like another dude I could just chop it up with and um, like I would to just pick his brain and what you know he, okay I don't know if this is right or wrong for me to say but he's probably one of the biggest Asian American sports athletes in the past really? I, I can't even of
0: era name another one I, yeah, I, I like.
2: It. Even though he kind of like flamed out really quick in the national, uh, uh, I don't know, attention and whatnot, but yeah, yeah I would want to know what his thoughts were. He just seems like a really, like like many athletes, he, they just seem like, he seems like a really humble dude who oh. I could like talk with and learn a lot from. Um, also, Serge Ibaka, He uh, I, I started ooh. watching his uh, cooking show on YouTube. Yeah. He seems just like a hilarious dude. Uh, dude,
3: he's going to feed you like oxtail dick. Yeah, you know what? <laughs>
2: Put it in me <laughs> 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 be good though No I mean like The dude just seems like Super like uh, Worldly I mean he speaks Multiple languages yeah. And uh, I mean he just Probably has incredible Insight so uh, I, yeah. I,
0: I would say The fact that he got Kawhi to show up On his show, yeah, show Is a sign of something You know what I mean Like he's doing something Right when you can yeah, get Kawhi Leonard to show up On
2: your show Yeah, probably, yeah. Uh, And I don't know a Professional athlete uh, I wouldn't want to move in as, I don't know Like a hockey player uh, Some <laughs> lacrosse player I don't know They're all <laughs> bros like, and They're all shit like, <bro's>
1: Oh, well, I have an answer for that now.
0: <laughs> oh, well, well,
1: well uh, what do you got? Because a player I wouldn't want to move next to me, it happens to be 49ers, Nick Bosa. Oh, yeah. oh I would my not God. Like that. yeah. I really Conflict like Conflict
3: of me. interest. That's man. all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going
2: to say, I don't want Rob Gronkowski living next to me. I'd oh, yeah, probably yeah, be yeah. so fed up with this shit. I can't. <laughs> he just, uh, Rob Gronkowski is the epitome of like white male frat bro privilege. Yeah. Yo, like, did you he hear just, about what he did in Miami? I he know. hosted
0: a beach party, and like you have to buy tickets to get in. I just read about this the other day, and like they're like tiers, right? Like levels to, to to the party, right? And like there's like a million dollar package you can pay Damn. for tickets like Rob Gronkowski's <laughs> party, where it's like you get like Acerable Bull tickets and like meet and greet and kind of whatever Damn. it is, right? But he did like Tears for his party, yeah. And I'm like, come on, man, like why, like.
2: I'm gonna need financial aid to get into that
0: party. <laughs> but this part of me is like, you're, you've already made a shit ton of money as an athlete, and up to this point, like, it, it, you re- you're retired <laughs> as as far as we know, right? There's there's you know hints that he might come back, but if you're about the people and you're trying to party with them, have fun with them, like, why would you charge the money to come see you when you don't? I mean, I'm sure the the the, the age old thing is like, rich people always want to have more money, right? <laughs> it's one of those things where like when you have money, you always want like, to, to to attain more. But I'm like, man, like you charge people like.
3: $50,000, come see you at a beach party? I
2: guess if you got it, you got it. Hey, yeah.
3: Well, I guess like, I, I don't know if you guys saw the Aaron Hernandez documentary, yeah. but there was a point where they showed him being asked about Aaron Hernandez, and the way he reacted was just so, I don't know. It felt very privileged to me to like just be like,
1: hmm. I don't want
3: to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, interviews over. It's like, are talking about someone's life right here. Mm-hmm. Right?
1: Yeah. And not to speak not to speak too much on Rob Gronkowski, but the thing he's, do, he's done that irked me the most was when he smashed the Lego uh, replica of Steve Harvey's face. Did you guys see it for the for yeah, the New no. Year's Eve? I did. No. see that. So the New Year's they were part of the. He was one of the ho- like co-hosts. Steve Harvey was hosting it obviously, and uh, it was like towards the end. I think Gronkowski was already drunk, and there was a like a replica like face of Steve Harvey made of Legos, and I don't know if Harvey was talking about Legos or the Lego show coming up, but Gronkowski was in the back like kind of on, on one on one dude and he <laughs> yeah. grabs he grabs the the head and Steve Harvey's like wait, wait what are you doing what are you doing and Gronkowski smashes it on the spikes, spikes it, it
3: yeah.
1: onto, oh, the, onto the floor <laughs> and Harvey was pissed he's like what are you doing? You're a lunatic. He's like, do you know how hard it is to find those brown pieces? <laughs> <laughs> this fucking idiot was like kicking the pieces around. I felt for Steve Harvey. You so can tell he was genuinely yep. pissed. He's like, get this man off the stage. You've yep. got a problem. Like, get him off here. I don't want to work with him.
2: And the wild yeah. thing is I think more people know about Steve Harvey than they know about Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's why the, I don't want him living next to me. Hey man, those are actually
3: two really good ones though. <laughs> 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 good ones, though. Nick Boson, Rob Gronkowski. One,
2: hey, one just
3: popped into my head. I oh. don't want next to me. Okay. Despite the quality of his wife. <clears throat> Alex Rodriguez. He's <laughs> a I, I don't want like there's Why something. A-Rod? There's something really weird about that guy. I agree with you. You know I've
1: always thought something was weird about him. Yeah, fuck the Yankees. But if he comes <laughs> with J Lo I don't know <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's how weird he is, man. You like might, yeah. Aldo might end up doing a renovation on his
3: rooms every single
0: day
2: <laughs> for the rest of his life. He finna have a telescope room. <laughs> yeah.
1: Bro, I was I read my mind.
3: Imagine though, like you're just trying oh, to have a very conversation with J-Lo, and he comes out. I was like, Hey, you talking about it? You talking about my wife? What are you guys talking about? Oh, God. Hey, spend a little, Will you look in her eyes? Like, <laughs> Let's just make
1: this whole episode talking about people we athletes we wouldn't want to the next <laughs> list. I feel like
0: it's gonna snowball real quick if <laughs> we do that. All right, so so I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pose one more, uh, I, I guess, uh, question that, that's, that has nothing to do with warm topics, but we, we have a lot of sports things we've missed over the last couple of months, but we have a lot of. Um, Meet into our conversation that we want to get to at this point. So mm. I don't want to ask any other Meats. questions. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to put too much out there, but we've always done this where we do predictions, right? Um, the all-star game coming up. Uh, I don't, I don't really yeah, think any of us have followed the all-star game too much or the, nah. whether it's the, it's,
2: it's lost its appeal to me,
0: the, the current roster or the dunk contest, but they like, it's, it's not the, what it used to be. So I'll skip the all-star game predictions, but, mm-hmm. but, what did just happen was yesterday was the NBA oh, uh, yeah. trade deadline, and there was a lot of movement um, in the last 24 hours. Uh, for those here, the most important one was the Warriors traded D'Angelo Russell for Andrew Wiggins in a pick. Be slow. Uh, <laughs> um, but even with that, like, you know, uh, the Clippers made some big moves picking up uh, Marcus Morris from the, from the Knicks and uh, Isaiah Thomas from the Wizards. But – with those things in mind, uh, how do you guys? What do you guys feel about the second half of the season, about the Wiggins situation
3: with the Warriors? How do you guys feel about all that? I'll be honest. I'm kind of nervous for the Lakers right now. Like, as much as I've been poo pooing Darren Collinson, I think he's kind of hyped up right now. I like him. I think we, the Lakers, absolutely need him right now. I agree. Uh, looking at how their their uh, losses are stacking up, it's losing to like winning teams. And, like, I think there's one loss against a 500 team, which doesn't necessarily mean you're a good team, especially considering that the Clippers have upped who they are by getting Morris. Yeah. Morris like, is bad. I think Morris is They're a deep team. fantastic addition to that team. That That's just another big body that can play defense, yeah. yep. which has been their, their MO. Yeah. So, hi, I'm, I'm a little nervous about the, the Lakers, and I think they need to make another move to get someone who could get their own shot or at least hit a good three because Rondo is really not going to be doing that <sighs> for us anymore. Um, I'm, I'm excited for, um, Iggy. Oh, I didn't even mention that. Iggy to the heat. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 30 million. I'm excited oh. for the Warriors, actually. Not for this year and maybe not for the next season, but for like next coming seasons, I think it'll translate to a revitalization of that, of that franchise.
0: Uh, I'll just toss in my quick tidbit is, is I, uh, as far as Iggy, man, get your money right now. You're what, 38 years old yeah, and you just uh, spent the last 40 games off. You had, you're on load management for oh, the half the season. Are we talking age right now? Hey man, you're talking age right now. But okay. my my dude is thirty eight years old or something like that. 38? And I think he's thirty eight or something like that. He's right. I, I, hey, someone fact check me, but I think he's like in his late thirties where he sat out half the season already and he's coming back now. For half season, he signed two years thirty minute extension. So I'm like, Okay. Like his his role is gonna be like not large. It'll be like twenty minutes a game. But you can pay him fifty million. For this rest of the season, yeah. And for the, as far as the Warriors go, um, Wiggins, as, as Steve Kerr said very, very well, it, it was situate or positionally speaking, like it made the most sense. Yeah. D'Lo, when Steph comes back, Clay comes back, like he he's not gonna fit. He's he's yeah. the odd man out. And then Andrew Wiggins, he's 24 years old, averaging 22 points I think this year, and you know like he he has an opportunity to be. I I, I I'll say this: he could. He, this could be the best move of his life or the worst move of his life. It's not gonna be anything in between because. He's averaged twenty points a game because he's been the lead dog, right? But if he but imagine
2: a, imagine those twenty points a game on a good team and what that what that looks like. That's I, the
0: thing. I don't think he's gonna get twenty points a game or those kind of shots. So I I think he might be a Harrison Barnes where he just complimentary fits the Warriors so well they'll win the title because of him because he's that kind of complimentary third piece. But I also think that as a guy who's the number one pick in the draft, that if you end up being a third fourth fiddle on that team because bear in mind next year they'll likely get a high lottery pick and that pick might end up being, you know, the second, third option on the offense, which makes Wiggins like the fourth or fifth option because bear in mind, they still have Steph, Clay, and Draymond plus a lottery pick and Andrew Wiggins. So he might end up going backwards in his career where this, and this is his graveyard that he Hmm. goes to. So, um, I don't know. I like it in terms of the positional situation, but I don't know if it's the best thing for Andrew Wiggins.
2: I mean, I actually like the, uh, I like D-Lo's game a lot. I think he, on offense. I mean, obviously the guy can facilitate. He could shoot. He's been ice like for the for the Warriors this this season. Um, but almost like he's a looter in a riot. Like someone has to score for this team. Um, why I said like why Andrew Wiggins is twenty points possibly per game or eighteen, whatever it looks like. I think it's gonna make a big difference. It'll look a lot better on a winning team. Like his his game would look a lot better scoring twenty on a winning team than dropping thirty for a below five hundred team. Obviously, in um. Like I've been talking with a lot of friends, like with D'Lo, he's great, but also you don't get as much in return for him. Like you get diminished values for his talent. Like, you know, he's not going to be able to have the ball and facilitate, which is like the point of his game on offense. Um, Yeah, I mean, what you were talking about, Rome and and the the Clippers getting getting Marcus Morris is a huge deal. Because, I mean, their bigs play an opposite kind of style from how the Lakers bigs play. Like between Trez, Marcus Morris, and uh, Zubac like they're like more pounded and also like kind of more gritty whereas like the Lakers bigs are more finesse but I don't that's going to be I, I still think it's going to be Clippers and the Lakers in the the Western Conference Finals mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. and in the, the uh the Houston Rockets like what the f are they doing small ball like, man, all the way 66 66 six, 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 PJ <laughs> Tucker <Tuffin laughs> expecting him I mean they're expecting him to play that Draymond role or Iggy role in the finals in 2015 which is I don't think PJ Tucker is as talented as Draymond or Iggy. Uh, at def- defending, right. you know, like I think that's they're gonna get fucking blasted by the Lakers in the playoffs if they meet. And uh, yeah, yeah I think that was a, I don't know, that was a bad approach by them. I think that's yeah. gonna backfire.
1: I was gonna go back to Wiggins. Uh, keep in mind, I'm the least basketball, I'm the least into basketball of the group, but I, I do keep up a little bit because I'm always listening to sports radio. The one thing the I don't have a good feeling about this Wiggins trade because I hear about what he what this guy is the type of guy who is not really always playing with the max effort. He's like not playing his potential. Yep. I don't know what you think about that or, or what. No,
0: like that's that's been the criticism from for his entire career. Like I I just think that he he's Harrison Barnes without the defensive presence.
2: Oh, he's way more poly, refined on offense for like sure. For sure. Yeah, that's yeah. what I do here.
0: So, so I, I guess with all all those things in mind, including all the trades that happened. Are there any predictions you want to make or change? Because we made predictions before. Are there any things that, that we want to... Who, who will win the NBA championship now?
3: I think last time, what, I predicted Lakers. Right now, I'm not as certain as I was at the beginning of the year, mm. given what the trade, what trades have happened.
0: Let's put it on tape, though. Well, who will win the NBA title in 2020? It'll still be the
3: Lakers, but it'll be Lakers in six.
2: Mm. No? Mm. What do you got? In terms of NBA finals, yeah. oh, shush. I think it's... Clippers. Ooh. Clippers
1: okay. against the Bucks. I guess I'm a, one of the not the tiebreaker, but I have a feeling the Lakers are gonna win because mm. I feel like yes. because of the passing of Kobe, rest in peace. We yeah. haven't talked yeah. about that. There's gonna be some kind of like something to that. Yeah. I, mm.
0: I I will I will be the the devil's advocate and say it's gonna come from the East and Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks. I actually yeah. think that yeah. I actually think they have a chance, although they are only two games away from you know tying the Warriors' loss in terms of like like the all-time you know winning a regular season uh, record. I think they have a chance at seventy-three-nine. Uh, I they, I do think so. They, so they with that,
2: the chance, but their style of game is like the same as last year's. Uh,
0: but defensively, I think, offensively, we all know what they have with Giannis. But I think yeah. defensively, they actually are as dominant as they are off, uh, as offensively. So I would say the Bucks. Hmm. So, um. But moving, don't,
2: you don't see like teams just funneling Giannis into the paint in the same way, just crowning him in the paint. He,
0: he can shot. shoot now, though. That's the thing. Like he's actually proved himself to be an outside threat. Now I'm, not, I'm not saying he's Steph Curry by any means, right, but like right. he he is shooting three, four threes a game now and actually making in a decent clip. So I think that's to his repertoire of of, of skills, like his ability to handle the ball, drive. Um, I think that's the most terrifying thing. Is like yeah. he's no longer that you know that singular threat of just getting to the hoop and 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 dominating the paint. Mm. But he's now a guy who can okay. shoot from the outside. Something that you know a lot of players couldn't do, right? Like, uh, I would uh, again, I would say, Draymond Green. Like, as much as I love the guy, like he still can't shoot. Still can't shoot. Like, he's a guy that you just you would back up on if he wants to put up a jump shot, right? There are a lot of guys out out there in the league right now who who are very similar. We're like, if they only developed an outside game, they would be so much better. Ben Simmons,
2: <laughs> unstoppable if he did. I know, right?
0: But we'll move on, and and now we're gonna move on to the kind of, kind of the meat of our conversation. Um, and we, we mm. kind of, mm, we, we've been kind of, <laughs> come on, man, I'm trying to be serious. <laughs> hey, Arby's, come sponsor us. has <laughs> got the meats. <laughs> 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 He's he about to get the meats meat west, too. But um, w- there's been a lot that's happened in the last couple months since we've, we've met. And uh, a couple a t- couple of, not even a couple, a lot of very uh, monumental um, things that have happened for Bay Area sports and sports as, as a whole. Uh, and uh, the next... Actually, for the rest of our conversation, it's going to kind of tie into these, these, these conversations, but um, we'll, we'll kind of start with the Niners. The Niners uh, recently got to the Super Bowl and, and lost at the in the uh, Super Bowl and against the Chiefs, against Patrick Mahomes. And uh, we have two very big Niner fans amongst us in slow-mo from the O and Aldo from the Six Nasty, so... Uh, I, this is more about how you guys felt about that because I, I I think Jerome and I kind of s- we'll sit back on this one because we we I, I would argue we didn't have much mm. had we, no
3: horse in the race
0: yeah
1: we yeah, yeah. well we want to start hey, of, speak
2: I don't, on you know, it I'll say just uh, my initial gut reaction obviously like a lot of fans we were talking about this before the show started just like what kind of frustration or sadness were you I wasn't Aldo said he wasn't angry I wasn't angry either I think I was just more <laughs> disappointed I think I just sat there on the couch in my cousin's house just sulking like. Um, it, 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 re- it was similar to the, uh, 2016 finals loss when the Warriors just kind of let it slip three, one, mm, yep. that yeah. big lead in the same way the Niners had a 10 point lead going into the fourth quarter, eight minutes left in the mm-hmm. game. You're just like, and the they team had a to pick too, right? Like that an interception. Yeah. And you're just like, as a fan, you have so much like trust in these coaches, like, especially like cool. everyone's talking about Kyle Shanahan being a wizard you're like okay he's going to game plan this so that last 8 minutes of the game the Niners dominate this ball obviously it doesn't and the running game was not it, it is known to be yeah elite. yeah um yeah and it is definitely as a fan it just it's obviously you're you're just disappointed and it was a fairy tale season um i think a part of why maybe i'm not as angry or or distraught over it is you know, this season is this this team of quote unquote has arrived ahead of schedule. You know, like no one predicted that they would have uh, you know, possibly even made the playoffs. Um so but it just sucks. I think although and I were talking about this earlier, football is like injuries can happen, key injuries to a a a player. Uh Uh-huh. It's a battle of attrition. And so I mean that's why a lot of teams make it into the the playoffs that should don't belong there initially before the season starts. Um and so football is one of those sports where sixteen games one, losing two or three games due to injury can ultimately cost you a, a yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah,
1: yeah I mean, I, pretty much echoing what Bo um, <clears throat> was saying. I mean, yeah, it fucking sucked, dude. Like we had the fucking game. I I thought, we I, thought were the game. Dude, I was ready to celebrate.
0: As a non-Niner fan, I'll say like I thought it was over. Yeah. pick, I thought, picked, I thought that, was that was shit? shit was over. I, I I turned away. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna drink again. I'm gonna keep drinking. Yeah. I,
3: uh, I mean, we were there with I was there watching it with with Drew and Niner fans were saying. I'm going to drive to the city right now and celebrate. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, it was, it was like hell disappointing. It mm. was just kind of like, I don't even know how to react. I mean, the, the, the few days after that was kind of like, I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't really want to like, <laughs> Mo, uh, like Mo was saying? He didn't listen to sports radio. I didn't either for mm-hmm. like a few days. Um, I didn't really want to talk about it like at work but it was just not even like the it, it didn't hurt as much uh, when they lost in what was that 2015 when was it the last time uh 2013 2013 um or you know other losses that like it, it hurt more when the warriors you know had lost like again mm-hmm. and, and when they lost when they were up um so I don't know it, and I think it maybe didn't hurt as much too cuz they're like you said they're kind of like playing with house money like they yeah. were they I I didn't think they would break 500 mm. this season Uh, But just the trajectory there and all that that so much like hype and it just again reminded me of like the their chemistry and just all the energy that they had after all the games and it just reminded me like when the Warriors start like started winning championships. Yep. Yep. Um, So it was just kind of disappointing to see him lose on that um, on that note. Um, But also the other reason why I don't really care as much I guess is because I find myself I'm still a pretty what I consider like a diehard Niners fan but not as much as I used to be Mm -hmm. and and just in general in sports and I think I've mentioned this to you guys before um that I'm less and less in like emotionally invested in sports and we talked about this in the chat too after the game I was kind of like man why do I like put so much like why do I invest so much emotionally in Mm -hmm. these teams in these players who I don't even know Mm-hmm. Um, and it just kind of made me be like, uh, like uh, made me think, what if I had gone to the game and spent money, like all that money oh, to wow. be there. And I had friends call me from there and like, yo, I'm in South beach right now. This fucking sucks, dude. Like I'm going back to my hotel. It's words Like one of my friends, good friends who's out there spent thousands for his ticket yeah. and posted on his Facebook, yeah. just saying, this is the worst sports moment of my life in person. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, like oh, no. it was bad for me here, but I can't imagine being there. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, a lot of these cheese fans rubbing in our faces. Fucking sucks. I want to get out of here, yeah. but I'm just like, oh. so yeah, just kind of in reflect on my um, investment in sports and like how yeah. I'm kind of little by little. I think I'll always kind of appreciate and, and love sports, but I won't. I, I'm. As I get older, I'm less and less like it's less of my f- focus on my yeah, time yeah. and mm-hmm. energy.
0: I, I'll I'll just toss in my two cents and and it ties into the whole idea of attrition, right? Like I was I was talking to a buddy of ours, um, and I told him like, like I, I didn't rub yeah. it in because I'm not saying I'm an Irish fan, but I, w- I wasn't rooting against them at all. Like like as a Bay Area guy, like I think it's great for the Bay Area community to have a winning team um, around the area. And I told him, like, the hardest part about this for me was the fact that in, in, in the NFL, like, the window is really fucking small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not like baseball or, or basketball yeah, where, cool. like, like it, it's such a rough sport where, yeah. like, it could take one injury yeah. to ruin an entire season. Yeah. yeah. And and for the Niners, in my mind, as, as a non-Niner fan, like, it, everything was building up at the right moment. Yeah. That people were getting healthy at the right time. They are playing well at the right time. And there's no guarantee this happens again next year, especially yep. on a 16-game schedule where every game counts. It's not like the NBA where you can like do um, load management, right? Yeah. It's not like baseball where you can take games off an a 162-game schedule and, and be okay. In the NFL, every game counts. So yeah. like, there's no guarantee, no matter how talented the Niners are, no matter how good the coaches are, that you know, Jimmy Garoppolo goes down with an injury or Nick Bose goes down with an injury, that it's not going to impact them next year. So it's a tight window. So it, it sucks that this may be the pinnacle for them, right? Because yeah. bear in mind, yeah. like they, they were in the, the the Super Bowl in 2013, and they didn't get back. Yeah, yeah. at right? this
1: rate, it's like every 10 years we're in a Super Bowl kind of. Yeah, unless you cheat, Patriots. <laughs>
2: yeah, fast <Astros>. <laughs> <hits. laughs> I mean, that's it's, it's a matter of like again, like the, going back to this playing with house money idea is like the Niners are a really young team. Like they're a lot of the. Players in the Super Bowl right now are still in like their rookie contract. So the difference between the 2013 Harbaugh team that kind of disintegrated yeah. is because a lot of those dudes were older and were you know, quote unquote more expensive on their on their contracts, and so that team wasn't built to last. Um, and like short of having a cute quarterback mm-hmm. that is uh, like Tom Brady, like you can't you can't sustain winning yeah. football yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's why like. You, Growing older and understanding how football kind of genera eras of football have uh, kind of come and go, like seeing Tom Brady last in a way that like the Spurs have dominated NBA, like that can happen in the NBA. Like LeBron has dominated for fifteen plus years, that can happen. But what Tom Brady's done is like I don't know if that can ever happen again in the NFL.
3: How do you guys, as Niner fans, how do you guys feel about next year? Is this like? I think this year I could safely say that I think you guys didn't believe or didn't think that Super Bowl was a, a, a possibility.
0: Hmm. I think the over under in like Vegas
2: was like, I think eight or nine wins or something like yeah. that. So. I forget, but uh, Roman and I had a little bet scheme. Yeah, I'll it. go oh, on yeah. record and say
3: I owe everybody in this room a fucking burrito. Burritos or tacos, it was, it was whatever to taco you want. Taco truck tours, I, was I forget. One. I forget. It what was, 50, forget it was fifty.
2: It was fifty dollars. But, but I, I forgot like what the. Meat? I forgot You're what the. I you think guys it was, like meat? I think the bet was like as long as the Niners make the playoffs or something like that. But yeah, I bet
3: the Niners would not make the
2: playoffs. Fifty
0: bucks, and then we turned that fifty bucks into a taco truck. tour. I think
2: as as a Niners fan, I think my biggest. What I was hopeful for was playoffs, but more importantly, beating Seattle in Seattle um, just to get that monkey off their back. Like That was a sign of this team has owned us more than any other team in football. And to be like the perennial doormat for the Seahawks and finally beat them the last game of the yeah, season. was well, felt good. Yeah, and I think that's, that's what also made the Super Bowl loss hurt even more was that Dre Greenlaw tackle and the end of the game in Seattle, mm-hmm. like I wanted that play to kind of live on forever. as yeah. like the play that define, like it would be huge. Like that one tackle. That's a
3: clutch moment. right? Yes. Yeah. Right.
2: And like, and that kind of went out the window. That's your point four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really was. Um,
1: to answer your question though, I'm, I've always been like a pessimist fan and I don't, I don't know. I don't have a good feeling about next year. Most likely not, they're going to win the division. you go to the playoffs again, but like Andrew was saying, just football is not, it's a different sport, man. It's just a different beast and mm-hmm. like teams like the, you know, like teams like the Panthers when they went to the Super Bowl a couple yeah. years ago, whatever, it's have rough. been trashed. Like, so I'm i am not, I don't want to get my hopes up again because I, at the beginning of the year, I didn't think the Niners were going to win more than like Seven, six, seven, eight max games. That's why I didn't take put take you up on your bet. That's probably why they made it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> man. It's a roller coaster. That, yeah, and that's why also I don't bet on the Niners anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't bet on my teams anymore.
0: Uh, well, I I don't mean to move from a a tough topic, uh, internally for us and locally for us to a more somber topic, but uh, the biggest topic that we have on our plate is, is the passing of Kobe Bryant, uh, nice his piece. daughter, and the seven others uh, on the helicopter. Um, so for those who don't know, Kobe Bryant, the icon, um, the legend for a lot of us out there as sports fans, um, passed away uh, recently um, through a very tragic incident where he was flying to his his daughter's, I think, uh, high school or middle school's club's team's game on a Sunday, I believe, and um, and I think everyone in this group was in shock when we first heard it. I, I, I was with – I was actually with Aldo playing we, – we were playing Call of Duty online on Sunday morning. And we are in a group chat together, and one of the guys in the group, while we are playing, says, hey, guys, Kobe Bryant died. And we we're like, what? And naturally we – and, and bear in mind, the day before, LeBron James just passed Kobe for the third uh, most points all time, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Um. And, and, you know, there's always those kind of, like, conspiracy theories out there saying, like, oh, that's bullshit, whatever, right? But um, Kobe's passing was a shock to everybody, and not just sports fans. It was for everyone out there who maybe didn't even follow Kobe, didn't follow the NBA, didn't follow basketball. Because even if he didn't follow sports, he was an icon. Um, but Kobe's passing had a huge impact on a lot of people out there. And I know Jerome, um, being an L.A. guy and the Lakers diehard, and I, I would like to think Kobe was his uh, favorite athlete of all time. And and I, I actually texted Jerome immediately after I heard about it, and said, hey man, like how you doing? So I I'll, I'll start off with with Rome. Like I, I how's that, how's that impacting you?
3: Yeah, I mean, I I remember the moment. Like I I remember, I was on my Instagram scrolling through my feed. I followed this account that's about it's literally called I think NBA NBA memes, and it had a picture of Kobe and it said rest in peace. So I was like. This is a shitty joke, right? I go through the comments and it's like "rest in peace, rest in peace." I'm like, what? So I Google Kobe, and nothing shows up on the first page. But then I go to the news section of it, and there's three posts about it. One from TMZ, a couple from like some local news stations. And in my mind, I'm like, TMZ never really gets this wrong. They're always hmm. like pretty right about uh, That's the worst of kind of stuff. That's about media
0: nowadays, too, right? Yeah.
3: And so I was like, I remember being on the couch and I was like, I. I I said something. I must have been like, "Oh my god, what the fuck!" And um, my wife next to me, she's like, she was freaking out because she thought it was like something like family related, which to me it kind of is uh, Kobe's passing. And I was like, "Kobe Bryant died," and we spent the next like hours first watching Sports Center, ESPN, because we're like, if it, if they show it on ESPN, it's real, and it broke yeah. finally. I, you see it on the pop up in the bottom, and it's like breaking news. Kobe Bryant has passed, and we watched for two hours, just stories after story. I remember, um, who's the uh, the uh, former Bulls player? Jay Williams. Uh, Jay Williams. His story hit really fucking hard, and, and that whole week was just feeling broken. Um, going into work on Monday, I prominently have a Kobe Bryant toddler sized jersey displayed on my desk as just like you know representation of the things that I love. And I saw that, and I, I kind of crumbled a little bit, but I was okay. And then one of my coworkers, who's, like, pretty so uh, emotionally intelligent, saw me. She had a sad face on, her, on, 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 and she extended her arms to hug me. Nothing said. I hugged her back, and I just broke down in her arms at work. This is, like, 8.45 a.m., and, you know, my eyes are red the entire day. It was. It's a weird feeling to like going back to what Aldo said. Like these guys, I, Kobe doesn't know who I am. He never will. But I cared so much about this guy. I don't understand why. I don't understand why it matters so much to me. But it does. And for some reason, it matters to a whole lot of other people. Yeah. I don't know why, but it does. And I don't know. I think we're gonna talk about this in this topic, but this might be the other side of sports where it's just. Yeah, it really doesn't affect you in your direct life. Kobe Bryant living doesn't help me afford my rent. Doesn't help my my relationship with my wife get better. Doesn't make my friendships get stronger. Maybe it does. Some of them know, right, Drew? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but it did, and I I don't know if we've ever experienced something like this or someone of this caliber who is almost polarizing in the sense can impact people's lives when like he doesn't know you and you logically know it doesn't really matter that much, but it hits so hard.
0: I, I'll, I'll say, and, and I'll touch on this really briefly. I, I think one of the things that, that I think we've all kind of briefly mentioned um, to each other and, and passing to others, it's the fact that, Kobe was the icon of our generation. Uh, Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time in my opinion. Um but for me I, I watched Mike toward the end of his career. So I had a chance to watch Michael like on T V and and you know, during the times where he won his last championships. Um, but in terms of like watching sports all the way through, Kobe was a guy that was starting to be the the icon and the uh, the legend that he is now, right? So knowing Kobe and seeing his career blossom and flourish and, and get to a point where you know he's 40 and he's still playing the league and and I would argue like doing very well against guys who are half his age this guy seemed invincible his he was known for his work ethic his 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 intensity uh his focus and his drive and like he's the guy that you never thought anything would ever happen he's invincible and I, and and drones where he's gone so for for this to happen it it, it it's a harsh reality to, to to life as a whole and I think for a lot of us and for everyone out there who's who's grieving through this this process is it, it it's it, it makes us realize that life is very very short <laughs> yeah. and that when it really comes down to it we got to enjoy the little moments we have with each other so love you guys here um you, bro. love you too love bro. You guys uh, but yeah i don't know mo aldo we'll mm-hmm. pop another one real quick cuz that got a little somber <laughs> yeah
1: um, man yeah i think it, when you know, again, I've never been a Kobe fan. I was always kind of like a Kobe hater. You know, he he, and a lot of it was just because he was so good and he always just wrecked the, the, the Warriors and just always they were just winning so much and yeah, he was like unstoppable. I'm like ah, like you know, like, and I would kind of criticize you know what some of his past and what what had you know had he had been involved in and um, but when when this happened right, I it, it it did you know it did hurt because it it hurt to see how it hurt other people. Um, a lot of people I know, like Rome included and so many countless other people that I know who happen to be huge, uh, Laker and Kobe Bryant fans <clears throat> who happen to be like deeply affected by it. Um, it, I hadn't seen the, the passing of a celebrity affect so many people since like mm-hmm. Michael Jackson. Yeah. And, um, it, to me, it was almost like even fascinating, like fascinating. It, obviously it was very tragic and sad when you think about how, it, how it happened, you know, with his daughter and other family members and you know you you think about like what if that was you and your daughter like what would you do what what were their final moments like and and then what's like vanessa bryant thinking you know how hard must it be for her all those things go through your head but i i was fascinated about how people were coping with it you know for for like days even mm-hmm. like to right now i still see people posting about them and it was interesting for me to learn I, I learned a lot more about Kobe Bryant in the since his passing than since his passing. Probably before he, even when he was alive. Besides the basketball stuff, I'm talking about the outside of basketball stuff and the kind of person he was. And I spent a lot of time watching interviews, his past interviews, and the guy was the guy was really smart. He was hella smart and and very like intellectual and talked a lot about life. And you know, I saw these things he did for other people, and I'm just like, damn, I didn't know a lot of this. I didn't even know he had a daughter that was like a Hooper and you know but so I mean I I think that was the most tragic for me it was just all like what what his life was like post retirement and and also what he meant to other people and seeing kind of that taken away and yeah it goes back to like the fragility of life (laughs) and that sober reminder you know that that, you never know you never know and and so it's it was depressing it was very depressing but also uplifting at the same time when you saw what a lot of his, his m- like messages or like his, that mama mentality, all these things that are going to live are immortalized. It's going right. to be forever now.
3: Right. And I, I think that for me has been carrying me through the, the sorrow is in some strange way because of who he was, this mama mentality is, has been like, and how his belief in it has been like, just like ignore the small things. Small things don't matter. Focus on what really matters. What whatever that is to you, whether it's your family, whether it's your career, whether it's becoming the best basketball player ever, or whatever it is, focus on that and be the best at that. And give it a hundred percent. On my desk at my work, it's been with me for years since his retirement speech. Um, he said something to his daughters about you know what what is the dream the dream a lot of people think is the destination but it's really the journey which is kind of cliche but in his speech he said something about like 5 a.m waking up you're tired you still have to work hard and i have this post-it that's been on my desk for like through two jobs now it's it's banged up it's messed up it's curled up on the corners sticky yeah it's lots of stickiness (laughs) i actually need to have i use like a paper clip to keep it up and um it says 5 a.m. as the dream, and that that's based upon what Kobe Bryant said. And to me, I look at that. It's right on the corner, and I can see in the corner of my eye whenever I'm like just, like, worn wow. out. And when I see that now, it's like it means even more. 5 a.m. is the dream. The process is the dream. Getting, Going through the shit, going through what nobody wants to go through, that is the dream. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's cliche to say, like, people die, but legends don't. And the legend of the Mamba mentality lives on, and... I feel like it's my obligation to carry that on.
1: Are you going to get a Kobe Bryant tattoo? I've really been thinking about uh-huh. it. I
3: already have a Mamba uh-huh. snake on me. I might just get something to dedicate mm-hmm. next to Gigi, too. Rest in peace, Gigi. What
1: just do don't got? get the same tattoo artist that um, Shaquille O'Neal's son did. Oh, God. Oh, have yeah,
3: that? I saw that. that, that I got to look this up, gonna up now. <laughs> now. I'm
1: not going to say anything about that.
0: Mo, what do you got?
2: Oh, uh yeah, I was, I was surprised at how, like, uh, initially, I w- how emotionally I was impacted by it. Like, I think I sent y'all a text of, like, the question I asked my students the next day. And, like, uh, it was about greatness and, like, what they define as greatness or who they see as being a great person. I think the backdrop of the, the question had Kobe on it. Um, and the second time around, as I was introducing to my next class, um, thanks, Aldo, um, I just, like, I was explaining the purpose of the question, and I got super emotional, like, teary-eyed. And it was probably <laughs> in 12 years of teaching it was probably the most real human moment I had in front of my students. And I was just like caught off guard with how, like, like we've talked about Kobe Bryant does not know who the heck I am. Um, like I've been a huge fan of his, even though I'm a big warrior fan, yeah. Kobe Bryant has, the player who scored the most points against the warriors in history is Kobe Bryant. Actually yeah. he has, he had his career days against us. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it just—I think part of why I think as a fan of sports, why am I so emotionally invested in like, or why was I so in pain was because like a lot of these athletes are there, quote unquote, there for like some of our greatest, yep. happiest moments. You know, like Steph Curry was there when, when I watched the Warriors win the finals for the first time in forty years, and that kind of jubilation, excitement I could share with friends and family. Like athletes have a way of, in a really wild way of making our bonds even closer to people because, you know, we watch these sports not in isolation, but we watch them with our brothers and our sisters, people we consider as family. Um And so they're there with us kind of – or they're the reason why we have those moments of such great joy. And had the Niners won, yeah, I would, they would have had so much joy watching those dudes mm-hmm. celebrate on the field. Um And then particularly with Kobe Bryant, it's just like, what celebrity have we seen grow up before our eyes? I mean, like, that That's is right. the wild thing. It came in as I – 17 or 18 year old and he mm-hmm. retired at the age mm-hmm. of 39 like we have witnessed this dude's kind of career arc change in so many ways mm-hmm. from like kobe the young teenager who's a rapper to like the mm-hmm. the dude who was driving shack out of la to the you know the whatever happened bless you like whatever yes. happened in colorado but then also like he redeemed like to, to many people he redeemed himself mm-hmm. like his story is it just it it just shows so many sides of a person um and i think what we were talking about earlier is there was so much ahead of him i mean i was it was it was wild i was listening to his interview on the matt barnes um stephen jackson all the smoke podcast and he was like i had no idea he'd won an oscar um so what aldo was saying this guy was a really brilliant person off the court um yeah and so it's it's definitely a sad passing like I feel definitely sad for the other eight folks who, who passed away on that plane. Um, I just don't know them in the kind of way that I've come to, to know of Kobe Bryant. Um, so, yeah, just rest in peace to, to him and all those folks.
0: My, my last thing I'll, I'll, I'll add, and I think I can speak for all of us when, when I go here, at least for Kobe, it, it's, it's the fact that
2: Kobe spent his entire career,
0: his 20-plus his years in the league, building up his legacy and his capital to, to make sure that he's there you know, for his family. And unfortunately, um, he won't be. And I think for us, it brings that that yeah, humanity back into our pr- perspective, and makes us realize that life is like Aldo said, fragile. Um, and we gotta value every second. And that that's those those 5 a.m. moments that we can we can get, or um, those chances we have, like amongst us as, as as brothers, just being here in this table, you know, shooting shit on a, mm. on, a, on, a, on a mic is, is valuable. So
2: I mean, if you think about it, sports brought this podcast together. Yeah. If I'm not correct,
1: yeah. and and weirdly enough. I think um, Kobe's passing brought this episode together because we hadn't done anything in three yeah. months. And I was like, yeah. hey, guys, like, I yeah. haven't seen you in a while. This mm. would be a good yeah. time.
0: Right. Well, w- with that in mind, uh, as, as you know, we talked heavily about Niners and definitely about Kobe. And the two things that – the two topics that came up out of those two topics was the emotional investment in sports, right, for the Niners and the aspect of just getting older, right? So I guess the unspoken rule for this episode is – uh, we have an unspoken rule that you know, getting older shouldn't influence your passion for sports.
1: Hmm. Passion for sports or, or athletes. Yeah. Hmm. What do you guys think?
3: I, I, in some ways, I think the direct line of saying getting older and speaking about age is is just correlational to it, meaning that. Yeah, when you get older, you do have more responsibilities now. Some of some people have kids. Some people have marriages. Some people have. Uh, occupations that just matter that much more. And, and it puts into perspective that those things are, are much more impactful in your life than, like, if the Lakers beat the Rockets <laughs> yesterday. Like, yeah, it still matters to me. But, like, hey, the Rockets beating the Lakers yesterday? Pff, cares? I mean, you know, yeah. they're, they're, I have a job that matters. Yeah. I, have, I have to pay for my rent. I have to make sure this and that is in order that really impacts my life yeah
0: i i'll i i I don't know what aldo and mo going to touch on but i'll i'll kind of echo the same things that jerome just said like for me sports have i'm i'm always going to be a big sports fan i i still am a big sports fan i i still check day-to-day box scores i I still go on espn and check all the, the the major news like i'm 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 still fully invested in it right in terms of just being knowledgeable about sports however when someone loses or a team that I root for loses or a team that I root for moves away. Hmm. Thanks Raiders. Thanks Warriors. Um, <laughs> I, 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 when those things happen, I realize like it's at the end of the day, it's a business and like how a lot of NBA players talk about, Oh, it's a business. Like the trade deadline happened, right? Yeah. Andre Drummond got traded from the Pistons to the Cavs and he found out through media, they got traded, right? That's
2: wild. And then he
0: literally texted <laughs> them, like, like now I understand it's a business. And And for me, I'm not, I'm not an athlete and that's a position where like it, it impacts my life, but I'm like, at the end of the day as a fan, like it's, it's business. So where's it going to chase center in San Francisco? It's a business. Raiders going from Oakland to Vegas. It's a business. So I realize it now more so than ever that, like, I don't really give a fuck. Mm. Like it, it, like Rome said, like it's, it, they're not helping me pay the bills. They're not helping me build my, my foundation for my family in the future. They're not doing anything for me. That's going to benefit me as a person. So, at the end of the day why am i investing so much emotional attachment to these teams so to the same note that jerome just echoed like i i realize now as i get older um that you know i have more responsibilities out there and for me i need to make sure i take care of me and Mm. the niners the warriors the raiders the the a's the giants the sharks will not take care of me
2: is that do you think it's a matter of where we live too i mean because i'll watch like fans from green bay and they'll be like my great grandfather was watching this team with me and they pa- like we have like blankets from like bart star 19 yada 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 it's just like are my grandkids am i going to be the same way with my children and my grandkids and am i going to be passing on like 49er and warriors memorabilia I, I, I don't know and like maybe that's because right now we live in the bay area where there's just like a wealth of things to do and see and save up for and to commit our time to so you know, like, what if we grew up in the Midwest where yeah. you yeah. bled and ate and just lived some type of sport? Maybe our perspective on this would be a little bit different. But, um, I mean, I, I almost think, like, as you get older, it almost seems like you'd become even more. I thought you'd be even more emotionally invested because you've been there with that team for so long. Like, you've aged with them in your kind of, like, from your childhood to your teenhood to your adulthood, like, I thought that age would entrench you even deeper into certain sports, but um, maybe it's going the different opposite of that. Kind of like what y'all are touching on—like there's different responsibilities or, or different interests.
3: Can I can I bring it? So, like for me, everybody remembers the first time they got their heart
1: broken, right? Let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been single my entire life. So, like, yeah, about. there was like
3: this strong emotional reaction to mm-hmm. that, right? Mm-hmm. Mine's was Mine's was named Miranda and fuck that bitch but, <laughs> Damn! So you really feel but like but you, you learn from that right yeah. you eventually realize heartbreak happens and you have another one and another one and the reaction to it is less visceral mm. that doesn't mean you don't have love no more yeah, yeah. Mm. but it's, it's just you don't react as strongly anymore and you can understand why something yeah. would happen right and I think that's kind of this, maybe the same thing with sports. And I don't think it's about getting older, but it's just the experiences we've had.
0: I think we're socially more conscious about what's what matters to us and what, what we prioritize. Um, and I think at the end of the day, like w- we all realize now as we get older, there's more responsibilities than we had when we were mm. 25, 15. Right. So now we realize that our priorities will dictate what we, we, we feel is important in our lives and and, and m- maybe we're in a place where, like, sports is still important to us, right? But uh, I think for me, I, I, I feel the same way Aldo and Mo do about the Niners and what Jerome does about the Lakers. Back at the end of the day, it's like, it's only a game. I don't know, Aldo. You, you've been quiet about all this. I'm
1: trying to organize my thoughts on it because they're all over the place. But, no, I, I like that unspoken rule because – I, I tend to think of my like the less investment I'm putting into sports has to do with me just getting older, um, but it isn't necessarily that. I mean, yeah, a lot of it has to do with just where my interests are now. I mean, I when I think about like, sports, I used to go home after school every day to watch, like, can't couldn't wait to watch the Warriors, couldn't wait mm, to watch yeah. the A's every day after like as soon as I did my homework, watch the game, and now it's like my interests are elsewhere, like, I don't really feel Nest, like I don't necessarily want to use my time to, to watch other people playing sports, especially if it's in vain, kind of, you know, when they're yeah. just, like, doing not doing so well. I, it makes me feel like a bandwagon fan, but I know in my heart, like, I'm not because I've been following a lot of these teams when they were shit. Right. Um, but I just have – I, I want to focus my time and energy on other things that I feel like a little more, like, conducive to, to me as a person, whether it's, like, watching – I don't know, spending time with my, my friends and family, Most of it goes to playing video games, which I feel like to me is
0: or being here with us, right? Right? Yeah, we're
1: doing (laughs) podcasts, whatever, you know, and uh, but I I, sometimes I feel like I'm wasting time when I watch sports. And I know that's weird. I enjoy sports most. And it kind of ties back in the where I find the passion in sports is how it brings people together and watching it with friends and like watching games with friends and family and seeing how sports and certain athletes do really bring people together. Um, I think that can never really be. That's always going to be like the beauty of sports, and not necessarily focusing on on like what you know what the benefits might be from just watching a game. Like, because I'm not a stat rat anymore. I don't care about stats. I don't even know who's leading and what now. It's unless it's football. I only really care about you know Niners specifically. But um, anyways, so whether it's like a high in sports when you're you're watching. Um, your team won a championship with your with your close friends and just celebrating That's like one of the best feelings and you can never experience with so many people I, I, I'll interject because me and all the watch the Warriors first championship. That's together. right. So That's that, right. I, I, was, I remember that yeah, I was day with and yeah. and, uh, a few other friends who yeah. I know had been like lifelong Warriors yeah. fans and uh, Or whether it's like lows in sports, you know, like unfortunately like the passing of Kobe Bryant and seeing how like so much a lot of people like it unite a lot of people and, and you know, the impact it has on, on just society, like sports and like th- that mm. sports has on culture. Um, you can't take that away. So, um, yeah, and it doesn't necessarily have to do with, with, with age or anything like that. Just your, your human, like that connection, that passion.
2: Yeah. Speaking about like how the impact of sports has on culture. I mean, we were, I was talking about this earlier about like, uh, how it's been kind of, I've been having a hard time reconciling watching football. Um, look, I, I a part of getting older is becoming more socially aware of things around you. You um, know, mm-hmm. like many folks who are part of listening in this podcast know about Colin Kaepernick and how he has been kind of just canceled by football because he decided to take a knee um, during the national anthem. And so as a Niner fan, lifelong, I can't say life. I, I started watching football at like the age of six. So that's when like my like formation of football and like liking the sport happened. But like, it's been difficult for me to feel okay with the idea of watching football and especially rooting so hard for the Niners this season. And so I've, uh, like, after the Super Bowl loss, yeah, sure, the great, like, pain felt like it sucked. But also part of me is wondering, like, should I continue to support this product that has effectively said you can't speak your mind in our sport if it doesn't agree with our, like, rest of our audience? Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so – you know, I almost feel like am I complicit in that? Is am I saying that that's okay for the NFL to do that by continuing to support this product? And so, I don't know. Even if the Niners decide you know, are great next season and they go back to the Super Bowl, I'm really contemplating not just not watching football anymore.
1: And on that note, shout out to Alan, mm. who is who also boycotts the NFL pretty mm. much for the same reason. And I know he has very shares the same sentiments about does. some of the politics of the NFL. Um, I think he's mentioned this in previous <clears> podcast <throat>
0: about how he feels about the NFL. Yeah, yeah. yeah so Stay so safe out over there. We we'll love you, brother. Yeah, I, so so to wrap things up, I, I think at the end of the day, our unspoken rule was um, getting older shouldn't affect your passion for sports. And I think we all agree it shouldn't. But I think we are also all in agreement that as we get older, we start realizing what the priorities are in our lives that may dictate how we feel about certain sports or certain moments hmm. in, in sports. Um. Do we have, do, I, I, I guess, at the at the end of the road for this podcast, um, last last statements, last things that we want to put on the table?
3: I guess when I want to say, like, if you think about it rationally, it makes sense. Like, sports is something that won't affect us. Like, Kobe doesn't know who I am. LeBron doesn't know who I am. If the Lakers win, my life still stays, for the most part, the same. But to ignore what sports makes you feel emotion is to ignore being human and having feelings that just don't make sense and 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 accepting that and realizing that the world just 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 really doesn't make sense it's a lot of chaos and randomness makes it so that i don't know sports being so invested in sports it really doesn't make sense. And whatever reason you need to, to take so that you could say that I'm going to spend hours and hours and years of my life invested in this franchise that's just taking my money. Sure, go ahead. Thanks, Raiders. For me, for me it's like, yeah, it, it gives me the opportunity to talk to, to every single one of hmm. you right now. Yeah, no doubt. Right? even though even though I'm a Laker fan and y'all are Warriors fans but it's like we have basketball in common we have sports in common we have mm-hmm. this, this this thing we have in common we could talk about it in this quorum and it makes sense I think that makes it worth it
2: for me. yeah I mean like people it's at the end of the day it's entertainment you know and it brings people together in the same way like White women get together and fucking watch The Bachelor and have parties <laughs> over that <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's motherfuckers like clown us. Like oh, people geez. get at a, uh, at people for watching sports and say, "How can you be so invested in that?" And the, but then it's like people watch all they people play video games. They I, watch reality TV, uh-huh. and that people need a way to decompress. Uh-huh. But also like it, I I you know like what what. How sports is not like The Bachelor is because these athletes have fucking worked their ass off. Men, women who are professional athletes have worked their butt off to get to where they're at. And uh, I t- I've talked about it with with people. It's like they're artists who refine their craft. Um, but if there's if there's one thing like speaking about like us getting older, sports, Kobe Bryant's passing, it's just like more. It we're all mortal. Um, and I think we've talked about like you, Andrew. You hit the point of just like. Seizing the moment every single time, whether it's five a.m. or a- any point in your life, just taking advantage of every breath you have. Um, yeah, it, it's. I, I. Yeah, I have no other comment other than like, um, I'm. I'm looking forward to aging, you yeah, know, yeah. And, and and entering no and, and growing uh, gracefully and kind of learning, growing my mind. Um, if there's anything that, if I could learn from Kobe, is like you are not just your career. Like you can expand yourself outside of that um, and you can grow in other ways outside of just being a teacher, an athlete, an engineer, et cetera. Um, You can be multifaceted in them. It was impressive. The guy just seemed like a renaissance man, like just very knowledgeable in different areas. And so um, that's something that sports teaches us. Well
1: said, well said. man. I don't know if I can follow that up. I was going to keep it simple. I was going to say. I love you guys. Hey, fuck, yeah. man. I was going to say the same shit. Well, you like, can say it too. There's plenty of, yeah. plenty of love to go around. I was going to say the same shit. Gonna, okay. Because so. I'm, yeah. That, that, and, and cherish the time you have while you're still here every day and the people around you. And, the, yeah. you know, don't take, don't take that for granted.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I was hoping I would have, like, some, like, elaborate, like, like, whole spiel to go of, And I was going to end up with, like. Well, my last thoughts are I love you guys. You know, every moment that I've I've had a chance to spend with you guys um, and and, and naturally with my family, my friends, but in this moment right now, like every moment I get to spend with you guys is is something I cherish. And I I think, like Aldo said, when Kobe's moment happened, like he felt that this was a good time to get us together. Hmm. But I, I think even outside of that, like every time that we have to just shoot the shit, on, like on, on this table or in any table that we have a chance to, to virtually talk on.
1: on Call of Duty Yeah, yeah, yeah. like any <laughs> any chance
0: I get to like have a conversation with y'all or hang out with y'all like it, it means the world to me So mm. yeah, uh, I, I love you guys uh, wholeheartedly and I love, and, love and, you, brother. and uh, I look forward to our next uh, our next chapter together yeah. So
3: and, and and if you are that homie Whether you think your friend might be hurting shout out to drew Because yeah. he put the emotional intelligence together of I know I know that Jerome's a big Kobe fan. Let me just send this text to see if he's okay. That that's big. That's big and I think it, it's a lot of the times we we don't take that risk of exposing hmm. that a bit, yeah. being a little bit vulnerable. Yeah.
0: With that said, um this is uh Andrew the Oakland native. Although from the Six Nasty.
2: Smell from the oh. This is Rome in Oakland.
0: And this is Unspoken Rules episode eleven. Season Thank two. You. Season two. Thank I think this is three. Hey, two, three, whatever it is, but thank you for listening. Rest in y'all. peace, Kobe. Rest hey. in
3: peace, Gigi. All the seven. Hey, love, love y'all. Love y'all.
0: Peace.
1: Let Extra points combat. if you throw in a Tamagotchi reference randomly. Yo,
3: I
0: remember like, <laughs> I, 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 yo, I swear to God, no, I remember Tamagotchi. Like my, my, my mom was trying so hard to get me, my sister and I a Tamagotchi, but it was like sold out. It was it, it was like N95 masks right now. It was like trying to find the N95 masks. Mm-hmm. Um, like you couldn't find them, and like she had to stand mm-hmm. in the line at Toys R Us when they 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 made an announcement that they were like you know have a new shipment in. So my mom stood in line or some shit in Emeryville at the Toys R Us. That's and love. Like, yeah, bro. Then I ended up having a Tamagotchi. There you go. I gotcha, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> is there is there a warm up topic we can talk we tie into getting older? We can talk about great sports moments.
2: Man, I can't even think of one for myself.
0: Getting older. Getting older. Can we tie it into sports as a warm up topic? Can we tie it into us getting
3: older? <coughs> Was there a moment in sports where you realized you were getting mm-hmm. older? Oh. Or you were like the old guy now? They be, t- they be, tasty. They
0: be
1: tasty. Let's, uh, let's WhatsApp my brother real quick and have him give, give us the answer. Yeah. <laughs> we like hear gunshots in the back. <laughs> oh, don't worry hey about that. Don't worry about oh, that. Oh yeah, it's chill. that's
3: chill. It's chill, man. That's just my barber. With <laughs> <like>, an AK-47 <laughs> right now. It's chill. Yeah, he's it. from yeah. Oakland.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's listening to some bear, uh hip hop music. I'm right now. waiting Surprise for man. like
3: a, a company to come up with, with hard seltzers that the flavors are just <clears> the color. You know, like Gatorades? Like, no one knows the flavor of Gatorades. Blue. It's blue. It's right? radioactive green. Sure. <laughs> you know? It's like, I just want, to give me the purple. You know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Hell, yeah. It's like
2: Blue Frost. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is a Blue Frost? <laughs> Ar- Arctic Freeze. Like, what the fuck is an Arctic oh, Freeze?
3: So light like blue I'll one fucking oh, drink oh, it. That, okay, yeah, yeah, bro. yeah.